Bonus Experience, Season 2, Episode 2. I got Rob Yuntz in today. He's a uh, owner of True North um, Health and Fitness. Also has a couple um, business coaching services. Um, so I'm going to bring him in, get a little bit of his background. Rob. Yes, sir. How you doing, Charles? How's it going, man? Another awesome day here in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, it was uh it was rainy and windy here all morning and about an hour ago the sun popped out here in Arkansas. So I I, I know what you mean. Blue sky is always nice. We've had a couple of those days earlier on, but um we've been getting the classic gray here for a while. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, just just gloomy and kind of kind of ruins the mood sometimes, huh? <laughs> You know, to be honest, um kind of a theme between me professionally in my career and all that kind of stuff i'm just a weird cat but i i love the change of the seasons man the the cloudy skies the rain the shifting the sun i mean that doesn't bother me as a matter of fact i honestly i got bored with the weather in southern california it, it doesn't wow. change That's so I, I i like the evolution i like change um but i i love the seasons and especially fall and i've the whole time living in Southern California, I feel like I got cheated out of my fall because I grew up in the mountains of Virginia. Okay. Okay. And I love the change and, and the explosion of the colors and just the expression of all the plants. And yeah, you know, it, there's always two sides to everything. So after that comes the dead of winter where there's bare trees and, but <laughs> yeah. you know, that in its own right, it's beautiful as well. So I, I love it all. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you uh, joining me this morning. Well, I was supposed to get you on a couple of weeks ago, but had some had some issues. So I appreciate you, you know, maneuvering and, and coming on with me. Oh, my pleasure. And that I really is the world these days and our um our profession as well. It's, you know, course corrections, adjusting, and yeah, um, and again, kind of going with that theme of change. Yep. Something can change and you know, you you just don't get your panties in a wad about it. You just yep. you kind of adjust and you do what you do. Yeah. Yeah, so transitioning so um a little bit about your we've talked before but a little bit about your um background and stuff like how did you get started you know in this in this in this line of work that you're doing now good yeah i'm glad you narrowed that down for me because at 59 almost 60 years old what's your background education that that's like an entire podcast (laughs) um but you know growing up i was always into athletics i was never that you know division 1a athlete skill mm-hmm. level but i i did well and i got pretty far because of my mindset and my effort my work ethic and i was always into the strategy i'm very much a thinker you know mm-hmm. we we all have different things about us and i think things through pretty deeply and broadly so you know i i, I had that background in a lot of different sports so i've continued it on i love being active you know through the military and then into post military career paths and it, it got to the point to where after the military, I was in engineering and there's a lot of things I love about it, but there's several things I don't like about the engineering world I was in mm-hmm. where it's, you know, kind of a little bit of corporate backstabbing of people trying to get better. And, you know, that, that classic thing of what goes on. And I'm just, I'm very anti-political, anti mm-hmm. that type of thing. I'm just do your job and don't, I don't need to be complimented on that. So getting to that point, I was working as kind of for a small company and um, kind of thinking about doing something else. I met this very special lady, my now wife, and we were talking and we both loved activity and exercise and we both had benefits and not so good benefits between it all. And 
I'd always been able to help other people get to where they wanted. And there for a while, it'd been like, hey, I'll help you drop some weight or get stronger or improve your mobility or something if you'll tune my engine. So kind of trade off of services. <laughs> One thing led to another, and my wife Shannon and I were talking, and as all the aspects of engineering that I love are you know, the biomechanics and the physics of the human body, things like that are exactly the same. So mm -hmm. <clears throat> we set a mission to where we wanted to coach healthy lifestyles to families. And we wanted to do that with kids and adults and, you know, the whole gambit. And in doing that, our first step was me stepping out of my career, uh, my engineering role, her stepping out of her hospice uh hospitality industry role okay. and us investing into a children's franchise. So that was the beginning of things right after 2000. And um, from there, it's been an evolutionary process of seeking to always find better ways, you know, actually to find health, find mm -hmm. better ways to get there. Cause we, we followed some of the same courses that a lot of others have when they come in. Cause you think, you know what it is, but it's also kind of that kind of smack in the back of the head that the more you learn, the more you learn what you don't know. Absolutely. So that that's kind of roughly and generally how we got to this place. And it's the same way I got into the business coaching as well. Almost a, almost an exact parallel. So you have um, True North, True North Fitness and Health. Is that your, your the gym that you are the facility? Yeah. That you have? Yeah. Our, our business entity for that is True North Pioneering. OK. okay. And that's kind of a Stephen Covey ism. <clears throat> and within that is True North Fitness and Health which is our fitness and nutrition coaching and, you know, all that type of stuff. It was our gym we had in Southern California. Okay. Um, since we closed that gym in 2018, I mean, talk about being blessed and, and having foresight. I didn't know I had, we closed and moved out of state and all that and went online well before COVID. But <clears throat> prior to that, we opened up, um, started up a new entity called stress made simple, okay. which is our primary health coaching focus. And roughly about that time, um, came into doing my business coaching for pay rather than being in other mentorships and helping people and helping friends on the side and stuff. I finally had several guys tell me, I was like, Hey dude, you, you're good enough. And you spend enough time at this. You, you should really be getting paid. And, and one guy, a friend of mine named Chad actually came out and said, as a matter of fact, I'm going to pay you to do this for me, even though you haven't asked. So he kind of pushed me into there and a great friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good friend, good business guy, great fitness professional. So, yeah. So with, with your business now, you know, in the fitness business, you know, we all go through a span. When we first get into it, we feel like we can help every single person in the world. But it's it's better to, to you know, niche down and that sort of thing, get your own specialty. How did you decide on this particular what path to go on? Well, it, it kind of falls in, at pulling a word back from my engineering days, Kaizen, you know, literally the Japanese word for change for the good. And for us, that good is all things. It's, you know, ethics, integrity, quality of what you do, expansion of what you know. Mm -hmm. um, but it's it's been staying solution focused, service driven in a way, and allowing ourselves to course correct as we learn new things or better ways as clients push us and request different things. So we, we kind of narrowed into that and um, kind of blending the discussion between in-person and online. I, as much as I had learned and studied prior to going online, I learned a, a very sharp lesson because we had been told, you know, talking about niches and needing to narrow down and something that all your listeners need to understand is my wife and I were 
good enough at what we did that mm -hmm. not listening to our mentors and our business coaches we had back in the day about how much you have to niche down, how specific you need to be, we got away with not doing that. Okay. So that got me, honestly, that got me lax in a lot of these different business foundational things because yeah, we, we just, we had great clients and they referred us and we were so good at what we did. We actually did a lot of things. I worked with some kids in high school to get them Div 1 scholarships to en enhance what they already had. We worked with 50 plus who were looking to avoid surgery or recovery from surgery. You know, so we worked with the medical field. We did the standard weight loss. I mean, we were that classic jack of many, many habits yeah. and got to know got to be known pretty well for corrective exercise and mobility type of things okay. up to the point to when people got to feeling better. Those are the only clients we left, which is how we got into Spartan training because they needed something to do. <laughs> okay. but, but when we went online, the thing I missed is even though we already had a lot of <clears throat> a lot, we we had quite a few online clients, some of them remote who had, we had never met before. Mm -hmm. The key point I missed is every one of those clients that we had when we left derived from in-person relationships, from people we were working with. We had never actually landed a client from somewhere out in the virtual web world okay. that we had never met, who had read us and never talked to us or anything like that. So when we went online 100% in 2018, everything else was good to go except we were still for everybody. So, I mean, it was crickets for a long time. And yeah, then yeah. We, we started having to follow that advice of narrowing down and, and we got very specific. And that's when we started having some success again with our, our stress coaching. And um, the, the fitness stuff has pretty much carried on from the people we knew before. We don't market that a whole lot, but mm -hmm. it, it keeps itself going. Um, but the health coaching, you know, one, it was kind of a new thing. It was finer focused on what we had been doing and what, where we ended up the last two years in the gym. But yeah, we, we didn't land anybody new for almost a year and a half. Okay. So, so you're 100% online right now or now? Yes, sir. As okay. of um, July 13th, 2018, we are 100% online. Gotcha. So and this remote. is, um, this question is basically asking about online training. Um, how have things changed over the years in particular, like particularly like how has online training affected the fitness industry, like for the better or for the worse or either? Like how has online training just come in and like affected the, the industry? Yeah, really good question. Very comprehensive, wide topic. Um, and my grandfather, when I was about eight years old, my grandfather told me a phrase I really didn't understand until I was maybe about 40. But he looked at me and said, Rob, keep in mind something. We're watching a football game. And, just, and for whatever reason, he blurted it out. But he just said, always remember, you can never slice a piece of bread so thin. There's only one side. And at eight years old, I'm just looking up at him. All I care about is getting back to watching Nebraska play. And I'm looking at him I'm like, <laughs> OK. And for whatever reason, that just stuck and turned around. And when I was about 40, it's like, God, I know what he's talking about. So things have changed for the better and things have changed for the worse. But that's honestly what happens anytime that there's an upheaval and then a convergence of things. So prior to COVID, which I think was a tremendous catalyst that probably accelerated things anywhere from 10 to 20 years. Absolutely. Shannon and I have been working towards going online, what people call location independence, since about 2014. 
So we worked four years learning, getting platforms in place, testing, working in person, and then hybrid before I even know that hybrid was a term and what it meant. We were doing it. Um, we've been online coaching remote people since about 2009 or so. Okay. But, um, but really, and I, I've had several business mentors tell me outright, don't go online. You're going to screw up. You can't make it. You have to have a physical gym. They're all online now mm-hmm. or have some type of online service. So how has it helped? I think it has started a period to where, you know, eventually there's going to be a shakeout, but now you literally can work with anyone in your range of niche focus in the world who has access to the internet and, and can do that. So it, it's, I think it's expanding um, availability of mm-hmm. real high quality knowledge, experience, services to everyone. Likewise, on the other side, it's allowing those who either are unethical or haven't learned this much or don't know. And I mean, it's, it's that whole continuum. Yeah. Everyone's out there. So it's a lot noisier for the potential client. I think in the end, things will shake out. It's going to take some time. But um, one, it's made everyone understand that, yes, you can re- work through a computer somehow with people, whether it's virtual or online. Mm-hmm. To me, virtual is like right now, if I'm watching you do squats and stuff, that's yeah. virtual training. <laughs> Same exact thing as in person. And that's what a lot of people think it is or what they want. And that's fine. But so, you know, for the better, services are available to anyone and everyone. It's compounded with some difficulty because sometimes it's kind of hard to find because a lot of people are still figuring out both how to do what they do, how to do it at that quality because their their mindset is just kind of locked into in person. There's a lot of people who believe that singular one-on-one training is the only way to go. Mm-hmm. You know, there's still people who use body part splits for athletic coaching or health coaching. You know, so it's it's getting that evolutionary process to where people are using the right approach for the right tools for the right person. And eventually we will get there right now. It's just really muddy waters and wild west. Absolutely. It's funny you brought that virtual sort of thing up because I remember in 2016, I was I was reading about online training. I didn't really understand it, but I, I added online training to my list of services just to have another you know, mm-hmm. thing. But what I was doing was I was having clients meet like this because I kept reading about online training, saving time and, you know, that sort of thing. But I was having clients do, you know, meet like we're on this podcast right now. Mm-hmm. And obviously that wasn't saving any time. It's just <laughs> it's actually making more time because, you know, your Internet may be shaky or, you know, you may be on a delay or something. So I I, end up, I didn't really understand what uh, online training actually was until I went through the uh, you know uh, OTA level one, and then I, I started getting it. But before that, I was trying to save myself time, but I was actually creating more work for myself. Yeah, and and uh, th- this is hitting on a lot of the focus I have in conversations with clients I have in the business coaching side of things is you read some marketing spiel from some guru who's trying to make a lot of money teaching mm-hmm. things. And everybody, a lot of people, not everybody, I hate to be that that generally accurate, but a lot of the people out there are what I call one-trick ponies. And I don't mean that in a negative stance. Yep. I mean, for instance, using me as an example, which this is not true, but I've got a really good funnel and click funnels, or I've got a really good script 
to mm -hmm. land people or process that's worked. So I market it. Well, depending on who I work with and what that target was, that's a specific business model. You know, like maybe I work with getting guys over 40 ripped abs, you know, so they can take off their shirt and go to the beach. Well, anyone who fits that niche, any other trainer who works with that niche, my process will probably 90% or better work for them. And if that's 30% of the people out there, then out of every 100 people that hire me, I'm going to get 30% phenomenal feedback. Yeah. So even, even if it's a hundred people and 30 who get great results, I've got 30 testimonials. That's highly persuasive. Absolutely. So I'm going to get a buttload of people coming to me, asking me for help. So that's one of the reasons that my business coaching is concierge. It starts out with a conversation of what are you looking for? What do you need to make? How much time do you have to put into it? Cause golly gee, you have a rest of your life. And I think that's something a lot of people forget, especially now, you know, kind of going back to that question, how's online training made it worse? By not having to be at a specific place at a specific time and get ready and do all that leave and go and all that type of stuff. I, I think it's the benefit is it's allowed people to blend their life. Mm -hmm. And that works well if they understand their boundaries and how to work a blended life. But if they still need the segregation of aspects, it makes it really difficult because now that profession bites into all the personal time. So now when we, you're with your spouse or your kid or you're trying to do something else, you're getting dings on your phone. Whereas before people could only reach you when you were at the gym. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a lot of things that go into doing it healthfully for you and successfully. And by success, I mean, you're making the revenue you need to make. You're doing things in a way that you know are ethical and professional and um, will generate success for the client's goals. And you've got that space as far as mental health um, that you're taking care of things. One, one of the things I've noticed um, last couple of years, and you can tell me if you agree with this or not, the um, the market has seemed to be more saturated because now everybody feels like they can be a trainer. And a lot of times when you're training online, your skill level in, in a lot of ways don't have to be as high as it was if you're in person. I've seen people literally go to the gym, work out one time and, Say, hey, I'm going to be a coach now <laughs> and, you know, start, you know, trying to, you know, get with other people because now, you know, you don't have to, you, uh, well, in a lot of ways, you don't have to break down muscle groups or, you know, when you're in in, in face to face, if, if you're not comfortable, you know, being face to face with people, you can sort of copy and paste stuff on your website or on your whatever and make you look like an expert when your knowledge level is actually pretty low. Yeah, I, I agree that 100%. That's a little bit of what I mean when I was saying that it's muddied waters and it's like the Wild West out there. I really, yeah. really try not to label things and pick sides because you never know the other person's story and what's on mm -hmm. the other side of the screen. Like, for instance, that person worked out, had a great experience, and now they're just all excited and I want to go help others. Yeah. I think the online world, and especially just the way – I mean, you, you and I, I'm, I'm sorry, how, are, are we roughly the same age? I'm 59. I'm 33. No, not even close. All right. So <laughs> it's, you know, there, there wasn't computers and technology when I was growing up. And nowadays it's pe people probably can't even imagine not having a smartphone. So I, I think there's a certain expectation for technology to be there and what it does. Mm -hmm. And I, 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 I sense there's a, a loss of the understanding that there are natural steps and progressions to get to a level of competency 
to do a job, whether it's an electrician, a carpenter, a trainer. And training in person is easier than training online. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It's, it's a subset of the skill you need. And that's why, like, the OTA is so good because John Goodman understands that while he's not going to say you can't do it, he's like, well, you need at least a year. In my opinion, it's more than that. Because I've had interns or, you know, new hires in our gym that worked with me. And at a year, even with aggressive training, some of them weren't up to the point of being able to competently design, in my opinion and experience, to design mm -hmm. a program off of an assessment. They could execute and train someone off of that program. But they weren't a program designer yet, which is a very, in my opinion, very high level of skill. So, yeah, there's yeah. there's people out there of different levels. And. I mean, I just read in the paper within the last week that Texas is prosecuting an Instagram influencer lady because she doesn't have the credentials to do what she's doing. And, and she's actually way over the boundary from what I've read, you know, in, in time, the truth will come out. But from mm -hmm. what I've read that have hundreds of people backing it, she's working with people with eating disorders Oh well. saying that, you know, she can do that. And a lot of them are getting the same meal plan and stuff like that. So yeah, there, there's an age old phrase caveat emptor, you know, and unfortunately it's bearing very true in the internet world we're in right now, you know, let the mm -hmm. buyer beware. So people really need to take the time to connect and have a conversation with whoever it is they want to work with, as opposed to just going with, and I don't mean you have to understand why I put the, a program together for you the way I do or why it works or anything like that. That's probably going too far. But that's also why everyone we work with, there's a Zoom call like this that we have a conversation before we get into a, uh, a service with them on. Well, I remember when I was in um, an undergrad getting my bachelor's in nutrition, one of the things my teacher always talked about was always stay within your scope of practice. If you need to branch out, branch out to another professional that's doing that thing that you need help with, but never feel like, like as a nutritionist, never feel like you're going to do something involving physical therapy. If it's like actual physical therapy or something like that, or if it's like a heart or you know, cardio issue or a mm -hmm. eating disorder, always make sure you have the guidance of a professional. Nowadays, it seems like people just, you know, want to get like social media fame or <laughs> in it for the money or whatever. They don't actually take the time to understand what the actual scope of practice practice is. That's a good point. I, I don't know where personal trainers were back in the bodybuilding days of, you know, like this heyday of the seventies and things like that. Um, and the eighties, I was in the military deployed all the time. So I, I don't know what it was like then, but um, whatever it was, I it's progressed through the nineties and the early two thousands. And I think it's really been amplified by COVID, but that's one negative issue that a lot of us don't like about our industry is, and it probably requires regulation to some degree, but we want to be respected like the medical fields mm -hmm. or other healthcare professionals where, you know, really, I think it's health repair because, yeah. you, well, you go to those guys when something's wrong and that's mm -hmm. why they're, they're really good at what they do and they fix a problem. It's guys like us who are into the health maintenance, health, health establishment maintenance yeah. field, but we're never going to be taken that way because there's a lot of that territorialism or the um, fear-based type of approach of, you know, I, I can't refer you to someone because they're going to take you for everything. So it's that, yeah, yeah. it's that, you know, um, 
Donald Duck type of thing. Mine, 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 all mine. <laughs> and it's it, we we've got to learn to respect each other for the things that we do and that you do, and and do those things you know accordingly. And that that's basically is that <laughs> that line stay in your lane. Absolutely. So I want to focus a little bit now on your actual um, coaching or or business mentorship sort of business you have. Is mm -hmm. that uh, specifically for fitness and wellness type businesses or is this any any sort of business coaching that you do? Good question. And, and thanks for asking. It's it, it can be for anyone um, because what I'm doing is both basic business principles and okay. you know, I'm just sharing my experience, my knowledge you know, over time. So it's it's more like a mentorship um, gotcha. or a consultancy, probably if you get caught up into the words between a coach and a mentor and a consultant. Because mm -hmm. I'm I'm not building your business plan for you, and I'm not telling you where to go. We're having discussions, and we're solving problems together to get you to where you want to be. Gotcha. So more like a guide or something like that. But um, because everyone is so individually unique, not only in what they do and how they do it and how they think through things, mm -hmm. that's why everything I do is concierge. I don't have an online workshop that you buy and get into and do those types of things. Because okay. my experience, including me, is when you invest and buy into something like that, most people don't work through it. It becomes hidden in your files somewhere. Yeah. And even those who do it, a small percentage actually understand and get the whole thing. You usually have a lot of questions and interactions. And that's, that's been proven true in my regular coaching calls with people. Um, and the way I have it set up is is the way, again, kind of like our training, I've, I've evolved and set it up the way that people have wanted it to. There's some people who want a focused kind of high intensity, high interaction process. Mm -hmm. So I, I sell coaching packages used to be 16 weeks, but I found out that 12 weeks was about the time that everything was kind of accomplished for what yeah, we intended. Yeah. And, and you needed to have a conversation between, you know, like you and I, if we were doing it, we, we need to have that conversation of like, Hey, where are we? Do we need to continue with the same thing? Do we need to back off a little bit? Do we need to adjust because you've learned things that might've changed the direction of what you want to do. So, you know, sometimes things change, but 12 weeks is about the right time in a coaching okay. relationship to, to do that. You know, you can think of it as like 12 week sprints. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then there's other people who they don't need that. They just need some help. So I have a la, a la carte coaching calls. Okay. Okay. And so, you know, somebody can come in for one or a you know set of three coaching calls that usually ends up being about three um, to where there's no obligation for ongoing anything. It's just, Hey, pick an hour, have a conversation, solve some problems and those types of things. And the clients I've worked with so far are um, health and fitness coaches who have, are either doing hybrid or just converting online or wanting to improve their online presence. And that's because it really exploded in COVID. Oh yeah. I mean, that that's when I adjusted and probably 80% 80, 80 of my time now is spent doing coaching mentoring people to help them because there's a lot of really good health coaches, nutrition coaches, fitness coaches, and a blend of that. A lot of really good people out there who, it, unfortunately, it seems that the mindset that makes you really good at that makes you not really good at technology mm -hmm. and unable to kind of envision how do I do my in-person stuff and get it out here so that I can survive and, and continue to make an income and provide for myself and my family. 
So what's the process like to get with your business coaching? Is it sort of like a um, somebody just contacts you or do you have like a, you know, like a process, like an application sort of thing? Or like what, what's the, the process? Like I know you said you have the the one on one calls. You can just do it. But what's the like the 12 and 16 week process like? So the way I the way most of my people hook up is either a referral. Okay. Okay. Or the platform I've been using to my wife and I've been using for our business to deliver training, both in person, hybrid, and online, is the Trainerize platform. We've been using okay. that since about 2014 or so. And just in that collective spirit of like, hey, I, I like to be the best at what I do, and if I can't be the best, I, I pretty much don't do it. Which is why mm -hmm. I don't play golf. <laughs> I really, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not a patient person and I don't have the patience to invest in what it takes to be good at golf. And if I'm not the best, I get frustrated. That's again, you know, two sides to everything. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so I like to know everything, you know, back in the day of VCRs, I couldn't stand that flashing light. So I had to have everything set up, but so I started a, a mentorship group for trainerized coaches and Facebook. And over the way I've run it and and done that over time, I've built a very good relationship with the owner and the staff and everyone who's at Trainerize. So we now have a very symbiotic relationship to where I provide a lot of troubleshooting support and help and mentoring to, I, free, I don't know where the number is now, roughly 4,500 Trainerize users. Um, so a lot of my activity comes from that. I mean, you can't help everyone. So I do have a couple of clients that aren't trainerized platform people, but I mean, the principles and the concepts are still the same. Mm -hmm. But so a lot of the people I work with are people who are using the trainerized platform. They get to know me either through there or um, through a trainerized referral or something like that. So it's, it's, it's a very focused niche. It's not one that I feel limits me. It just allows me to focus specifically on one area. So I, I don't spend a lot of time, effort or resources and marketing you know mm -hmm. you're not going to find me spamming out through facebook and doing ads and things like that um but when people come to my group i just let them know i'm available if you want it if you want to do it on your own and go slow and just ask questions in the group <clears throat> that's it you're good to go if you want to accelerate focus get specific do something like that then you know let's get on a call it starts with a discovery call because i want to find okay. out i kind of want to validate are we a good match? Am I a good asset to you? Do you need what I offer and want to do? And if so, in the case, you know, about 80% of the time it is. If so, then I follow up with a pre-recorded video so that they can sit in their own leisure. There's no special deal today or anything like that. So it's just like, <laughs> it's like, hey, you know, watch this video that explains my services. That way the whole discovery call is about you telling me about you and your business. And then I follow up with that email and then we we go from there. You either invest in services a la carte or a package, or you respectfully reply back and go, Hey, appreciate it. Good knowledge. I need to save up a little bit to get with you because, you know, people are spending money on a lot of different things mm -hmm. and, you know, it goes that way. And, and roughly 10 to 15% of the time, people already have most things in place that I can help with. And um, they're looking for advanced automation, website development, and and those types of things. And gotcha. while my background in electrical engineering, I could probably do that stuff. I don't want to invest the time to learn it. So going back to that referral thing you were talking about, I 
I know a guy. <laughs> so I, I, That's I have the best a, tool in business are referrals. Yeah. So I, I know a guy, he's very professional. He's expert at all things automation. I, I call him the wizard and um, he, he does stuff like that. Um, so when someone reaches that point or at that point, I just hand them off to Mike and say, Hey dude, here's somebody for you. Okay. So, so for people that's listening and watching this, I actually thought Rob was like one of the creators at Trainerize. I've been using Trainerize for a couple of years, a few years since really since like 2015. Okay. And, um, I was uh, in a Facebook group that the Facebook group that he was, that you were talking about. And I seen him and I was looking for something, you know, a guy that does business coaching and stuff. And I reached out and I was like, Hey man, you know, Trainerize. He was like, Whoa, that's not my, <laughs> that's not my thing. I just, you know, work with him. How did you actually, uh, build that relationship with, with Trainerize. It was a natural evolution. I don't think either one of us really sought the other one out that much. It just evolved. Right. I'm, I'm the type that I, I solve problems. You know, I guess that's the engineer in me or maybe the military or whatever, but back, I mean, you know, what? back in 2015 Trainerize, while it was great, it needed a lot of evolution. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a totally different thing now. So I was, yeah, I was, I was reaching out to him. I was like, Hey guys, I'd like to see this and this and this. And I'm just, I'm mailing them left and right with ideas and enhancements and all that kind of stuff. And they, they embraced it. I mean, so kudos for Trainerize for being so open and welcoming and having that abundance mentality to like, yeah, we're great, but we're not all that. We can mm -hmm. be a lot more. And through there, things just kind of evolved and um, built a few relationships. And then um, the, the head developer contacted me for a couple of calls to bounce ideas off of me. I guess they liked my feedback because that's continued. And then um, things really accelerated. Um, shortly after we went fully online, they reached out. Uh, the same guy, Trevor, reached out and said, um, hey, we would really appreciate if we could change the name of your Facebook group, you know, cause I, I think I forget what it was called and uh, the unofficial trainerize yeah, yeah, yeah. something or other. And they wanted to change it to be the trainerize community. Okay. okay. And they wanted to come in and um, change the background, put their logo on it. So they, they wanted to participate a lot more into it. So that was, that was the first kind of key connection. And then when COVID hit trainerize got slammed because overnight you had, I don't know how many, but kind of based on my feeling of the conversation with Sherad, the owner, they had several hundred thousand people coming on board. Mm -hmm. Nobody can prepare for that. So they, they took a real killing on customer service because they, they simply couldn't take phone calls. They couldn't provide service. They were scrambling just to get people onboarded to be able to use the app. Um, so Sherad messaged me and got, we got on a phone and his is like, you know, look, there's, they're very specific in who they trust and like everybody you know you've been burned a couple of times by other people but we had mm -hmm. a very heartfelt conversation shrad was um very open about where they were and what they needed so they he hired me for um several months until they could get people onboarded and trained and in and i mean it was a it was a benefit to both of us because our primary niche is um frontline providers Mm -hmm. Well, guess what happened to their time when COVID hit? So, you know, we're, we're not getting new clients or anything like that for stress coaching, although they need it. They just simply don't have the time or the ability mm -hmm. for it. 
So it, it allowed us to really expand into the coaching. So I was hired to onboard people with Trainerize that exposed me, you know, more to my availability to coach them. And that's when we yet again, course corrected and adjusted. And um, I invested a lot of time into there. And since then it's, it's just become, you know, better and tighter, but it was, it was all those little small penny quarter investments mm -hmm. between 2014 and 2018, I think that got us to this point and them just kind of watching how Shannon and I like to run our business, you know, with the integrity and the positive, I mean, you're in the group, so you see how I curate it. It's, it's solution focused. It's positive oriented. There's, there's no whining or, yeah, you know, yeah, that, that's one thing I appreciate about that group is it is is always a uh, solution based. There's always a solution is you know being sought out. Um, our innovation is always and I mean the the, the trainerized platform. I mean it is it's great. Like I said, I've been using it for a long time and it, it's it's come a long way. And it wasn't bad to begin with, but I mean some of the features that they've added has been been amazing. Yeah, I, I learned uh, I learned a strong lesson when we went with Trainerize full time. I've been using another platform that I'd actually learned of from Mike Boyle that I mean, seriously, from a coach's perspective, it's the be all get all everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just like, boom, done. I was in just using it. But I was looking at it from my perspective. Yeah, we had 10 to eh, 10 or 10 or 12 clients online between Hawaii and overseas and back east where I'm originally from. <laughs> Nobody used it. <laughs> I mean, I was more effective sending emails and talking on my flip phone, which oh, that, wow. was a, that was a thing back then. Yeah, yeah. And then I started using this like, hey, guys, this is really great. I'm gonna be able to do all these other things for you, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, everybody just kind of like, yeah, nothing. So I, I had to rethink it and come from the client perspective. And once I narrowed it down to the platforms available at that time that would allow me to do what I wanted to do in some way. I got it down to two platforms and we just did a test and it was 100% feedback. All the clients liked Trainerize. Yeah, uh, well, they, they liked Trainerize better than the other one. They liked them yeah. both, but Trainerize was easier to use, more intuitive and blah, blah, blah. So we put, you know, we put Trainerize in place and we haven't looked back since. Yeah, the, the, the customizable app thing from Trainerize is what sold me. Whenever I did the app and I could, you know, I saw it on my client's phone and it like had my logo on there. I was like, man, this is a, this is legit. And I had to spend $30,000, you know, doing a, uh, my own app, you know, it just showed up as, you know, my first class nutrition business on their phone. I was sold at that point. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a lot of cool things. And, you know, like you said, that group, it's a lot of fun to, to be in the group. I spend probably too much time in it, but um, <laughs> I, I, and I, I know consciously admittedly, I apologize anybody in the group who's watching this or listening to it. Um, I know I drive people crazy because when you're working online, you know, you're, you're thinking 5,000 words and you type it into Facebook and there's like 50. Yeah. Yeah. Hardly anyone. And, and this isn't a negative on anyone, but hardly anyone fully describes their issue to where you can solve the problem on the first statement. Mm -hmm. So I frustrate the heck out of people when I come back looking, you know, playing detective and I start asking clarifying questions. What about this? What about this? What about this? Because yeah. one of the good things about going online is I've really learned to not assume things for others. And I, I, man, I used to be really bad at that jumping forward, like Grand Canyon 
wide leaps jumping mm -hmm. into an assumption of what you're talking about. So it's really, it's really helped me to learn um, and be much better at active listening, active reading maybe, so that I'm reading the, the exact words and I, I don't jump because if I jump, I'm going to lose you because you're not going to know how I got from A to Z. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's clarify and tell me these things and then I, I can help you, but got to know more. Earlier, um, we had mentioned about um, stress and things like that. How important or how big of a focus do you put on like stress management, uh, stress management when it comes to like your coaching and your, and your clients? It's the number one thing okay. that's on my mind um, that comes up. I don't necessarily bring it up to make it an issue. Mm -hmm. It's only an issue if my client brings it up as far as business coaching. If you're talking health coaching, people are coming to us specifically because they're looking to learn what health kind of really is. Gotcha. Because uh, there's a lot of people using the word health. It's unfortunately become a very vague word. I mean, it's, I know people who are doing health coaching, stress management, and they're giving people 60-minute hit programs yeah. <laughs> and the and the rest periods are wall squats and planks yeah yeah um by the way it's great that they're trying to do that but hopefully they're meaning it with good intention and they're not just using spin words but so we use a technology called heart rate variability okay and it's some, something i learned about years ago um and it finally became, you know, kind of easily available, but we've been using it actively coaching people since 2012. Oh, wow. So quite a bit of experience. Um, and then people want it to be very simply understood and, and applied, but it's just not that. That's, that's probably an example of kind of what I was referring to a while back, where if something that technology is available, people think, oh, all I got to do is just put on this watch and I'm good to go. Yeah. But there are so many other Details matter. And in HRV, details matter. Like if if you trip and almost hit your head and you know slam your hand and it's hurting and you do your blood pressure right then, well, I think we all know that's gonna be jacked pretty high. Yeah, yeah. Well, in that instance, if I were to analyze and decide on your health based on that reading, you're gonna be on hypertension medication. Mm-hmm likely never getting off of it. It's a great point. But that was, that was, you have to understand the context of how the data is acquired, what it's telling you. So there's a lot to it and it just, it takes time to do it. I, I happen to be lucky enough that one, I love that process and my background in life evolution has me with convergent combined skills that allow me to understand it and apply it pretty readily. So I, I probably, Shannon and I probably do ourselves a little bit of disservice because we get it so well. Mm -hmm. It probably comes across simply, which, which is good. That's why our business is called Stress Made Simple. Okay. Um, but we, we take stress as the number one underlying guide for all things we do, whether it's fitness, nutrition, mindset, recovery, um, biofeedback, different, you know, resonance breathing, what, whatever things we're doing, because we're using the HRV numbers to guide as part of the assessment. You know, of course, blood numbers help quite a bit as well. They're very mm -hmm. complementary feedback with HRV. Um, but yeah, that, that's the underlying premise of everything we do for health coaching. 
What um what have you seen to be one of the biggest um stressors among like a lot of your clients? Is it like work or you know other external fact? Like what what's some of the bigger biggest stressors? Good question, and and you're you're heading down the right alley. There, there's a lot of stresses that everyone faces, mm-hmm. but quite honestly, the one we see most common is this one: how one thinks about the things and situations and events in their life. The healthier people, the ones that show better um, heart rate variability, better vagus nerve activity and strength are the ones who are more positive outlook. They're not so judgmental or labeling in things. So yeah, if you get someone who's just assumes the negative all the time, they're down in the dumps, they, they, they do giant leaps between, you know, one thing happens. So therefore, you know, the chicken little files, you know, sky's going to fall to yeah. <laughs> kind of just to jump to an extreme to give the case. But it's how you think about things is the number one underlying thing. And for anybody who's listening, likely the best book um, my wife and I have ever read to help kind of set a foundation for understanding this concept is called Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers. Written by Robert Sapolsky, who is a, uh, I think he's Stanford professor in neurobiology. I think he's the department head. Um, And it's funny, it came up listed on my Amazon years before I read it. And it's just this, it's a kid looking book. It was yellow and had this zebra standing up dancing on it. And I looked (laughs) at it and I thought, yeah, there's, I don't know how this got recommended to me, but this is dumb. Well, guess what? That algorithm freaking works. Oh yeah, definitely. because it was it was like three years later, and having about six people re- recommend it to me, I pulled it up and I recognized it. And I'm like, holy cow, this is the one I saw, oh, man! And then it's like, wow, I could have been three years ahead of the game mm-hmm. had I read it back then. But it it's a phenomenal book, and it talks about the stress sympathetic parasympathetic balance and the stress response overall, and how our minds, human minds, um, affect it the most okay yeah i'll have to check that out definitely is, is yeah. that the, the heart rate uh what do you got variability is that like one of the one of the tools you use or is that how you determine like everything when it comes to, to the stress uh your stress clients we we use it in a guide as a guide the the okay. app or the platform we use provides us a lot of analytics okay and it's i mean and we always choose to utilize the best tools available to us, which is why gotcha. we use Trainerize for fitness, coaching and delivery. Um, we use the Elite HRV app for our heart rate variability. Um, and so we use all those um, all those data points as a guide. Okay. But we also have regular conversations with our clients to assess context behind the numbers. And we look for those numbers to shift. And for us, it's a victory. If, if we do something in a controlled protocol and we get either a shift for the better or shift for the worst, both of those are wins because we, we deflected the scale with a known controlled action. Mm-hmm. So now we know if something's good for us or not good for us. Cause that, that really is part of the underlying key of what we're trying to accomplish in our health coaching is to make sure that, like you, Charles, you optimize the things you're doing for your health. Like you might be spending six hours a day between doing red light therapy, resonance breathing, slow, steady state cardio, you know, hit, um, strength training, 
measuring your sleep. I mean, this is there's an infinite amount of time you could spend, but what matters the most? Yeah. What actually changes the numbers on the scale to where you can look at and go, okay, now the efforts I'm putting forth are actually making me healthier. Because right now you don't know. You think you think you are. It's like, okay, well, I feel kind of better. I feel more energetic. And all those data points matter. But there's a difference between qualified and quantified. Mm-hmm. And you need to quantify with trustworthy means. There's a lot of ways you can do HRV that aren't reliable as far as health measurement. So it's it's getting to know your tools and how you use them. But yeah, we we, we use those numbers to a strong basis, but they're not okay. an absolute diagnostic device. Gotcha. Sounds good, man. So so what's some advice, you know, you would give to other like fitness professionals, you know, in say 2022, but just in general, like to help them if they're struggling, you know, with their business or if somebody is thinking about getting into the, the fitness business, what's some advice you would, would give them? Good question. There's a lot, but that's a whole podcast there. Um, (laughs) But short and sweet, I mean, if you're in the business now, then there's a plethora of advice being given. Understand from where that advice is coming and what their vested interest is in you following their advice. So basically look at the origin of the advice. If it's someone that you respect and trust and would otherwise like ask their opinion, then, Mm -hmm. you know, take it to heart and consider it, but it's advice. It's not direction. So that's one key thing. Cause you know, there's a lot of people posting things out there and then, you know, someone in a a Facebook thread saying, Hey Charles, you know, you're full of crap. You know, it's, you can't eat carbs after 6 PM and you'd get all spun out because somebody, you know, dinged you on it. It's like, well, wait a minute. I never would ask this person their opinion anyway. So you give that no cred. So yeah, that's the yeah. first off is, is really clean up where you're taking your input from, because a lot, I know a lot of us get feeling to beat up and depressed and just eventually you wear down no matter how resilient you are against that. Mm-hmm. Secondly is pick your lane that you love, find people you love to be with because I, this is a hardworking field. Most of us can make enough money to survive on and do, but you really got to love what you do and you got to love how you do it. Absolutely. And you got to be comfortable looking at yourself, being proud of how you achieve it. So pick that lane and then you got to do the work. Every single person who is a overnight success (laughs) has been working on that overnight success for probably at least six years or more. Yep. So it, it, it takes time and effort, you know, it's, it's like the Colorado river working on the grand Canyon, man, you'll get there, but it takes time. If you're looking to come into the business, make sure serving other people is kind of your personality or what you want to do. Like for instance, if you don't like people, dude, go be an accountant or a, a carpenter or yeah. something else. <laughs> Because it really is. This is a blended world, man. There are physics and finances. I mean, there's multiple skilled hats you need to have to be successful in our Mm -hmm. field. Um, So, I mean, there's a lot to it, but it's that age old thing is, you know, do something you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Because, I mean, my wife and I, we, we still put in probably about as many hours as we did at the gym. 
but we now love much more how we do what we do. Mm-hmm. We're also love how we're doing it as far as health coaching, as opposed to the original fitness and nutrition stuff. We started out the first several years and we're now independent location wise. We sold everything and moved out of California. We live up in the state of Washington now. So it's, it's a way to stay in the same time zone as our daughter, but still be in an environment kind of like in the mountains of Virginia where I grew up. Okay. So we, we live where we like love. Um, we do what we love. We do it in a manner that we love. And then, oh, by the way, there's the red tape admin work too. We're still tracking key indicators as far as, you know, revenue per client, average income per month. And mm-hmm. I mean, we, we still got to hit our targets. It's, it's still running a business. Do you, do you just, do you have uh, anyone else working with you or is it just you and your wife? It's my wife and I. Okay. Okay. And we we keep our business and our 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 stuff in that manner, not not looking to grow and and because to me that changes it to something that I don't love. Yeah, yeah. I really love being a team leader when I was in the military, but that's a kind of a different environment. Mm-hmm. And running a staff in the civilian world is very different, and it's not a skill set I have. And like I mentioned earlier, my patience is not the best. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm a perfectionist and I expect that in myself and others. So it, that doesn't put me in a position to where I would succeed like that. So, so um, transitioning. So you mentioned, you know, you and your wife, you know, you work and uh, doing this to have more, you know, free time to enjoy. What what do you like to do in your, in your free time when you're not, you know, busy helping clients with the stress and helping other business professionals? What do we love to do when we're not working? Well, we were in a combination of things. One, we love just sitting back um, in our recliners and watching a movie. We just watched, you know, the, the Reacher series on Amazon. Oh, man, I, I got two. Me and my wife got two episodes left. <laughs> we have two left. It's, it was great. I mean, we love stuff like that. Yeah. As far as getting outside, that's one reason we love Washington and move to it. We live just about a thousand yards or so off of one of the bay inlets for the Puget Sound. Okay. So we love getting out and going kayaking. And then we live about an hour west of Mount Rainier. Um, so there's just a ton of hiking um, that we like to do. Okay. And then part of the discussion coming up here was um, I love to play chess from days gone by when I was a kid and middle school and stuff. So Shannon was like, yeah, you know, that, that would be fun. Sit down, have a glass of wine, play some chess, learn how to play chess. So, that was it. The only thing we haven't done that we discussed doing was fly fish because I, I love to fly fish. I used to do that with my dad before he passed. And um, so she is looking forward to that as am I, but that's, that's a yet to do. What, what type of wine do you guys like? Uh, Depends on the season. Actually, I I drink red mostly. Um, and then Shannon likes her red, but you know, when the seat, when it gets warm and longer days and stuff, a good rosé sits pretty nice sitting on the back porch. Cause it's yeah. like, a, like a cold drink. <laughs> I'm, I'm red no matter the season, summer, winter, spring, I'm, I'm, I'm Cabernet or either a good Pinot Noir. No matter the, the season. There you go, man. If it's a good Merlot, a good Pinot or a good Cab, I mean, yeah. Good is good in my book. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll sit on like you said on the back deck and you know enjoy that. 
Um, so what, what, what are some things you have um, planned for, for this year business-wise, if, if any, that you can talk about? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so one thing I've already done at the end of last year, um, I allowed my booking system to get pretty commingled with a lot of specialty type of things. So right at the end of last year, I went in and I really, I removed a lot of the booking options and I really dialed in to make it more simple because offering people too many options is, is too much. So I, I simplified yeah. the process with which that happens. Um, I'm in the process now as I gain the time of going in and really reading with a clear mind what the client sees before and after they book because okay. I really want to clarify that because there's still a few people not understanding that a Zoom call actually needs to be probably set up on your computer before you use it. So I, I'm, I'm trying to find more effective ways to help my clients let me help them. Okay. And then from that, right now, there's several things we're doing as far as what we do. You know, there's our fitness coaching business, our health coaching business, our business coaching business. And then I do some consulting on the outside as well. So one thing Shannon and I are going to be talking about here this first quarter is really where is the most love and the longer term benefit and make a decision, kind of going back to that niche question make a decision of where to focus my time so I can be better at those things that I do. Because for instance, one of the things that's been a two to a two and a half year goal is to put together a course for people who are freshly onboarding into train okay. rise and then an advanced type of thing for once you're into it. Gotcha. Cause nothing like that exists. And it's so difficult to figure out because train rise is so, <laughs> so aggressive on evolving the software. Yeah. That, I mean, the second I get one made, if, if it takes me a month, there's going to be something new in the platform that I haven't covered. As soon as you log into it, something pops up about a new feature that they have. And you can right. so, go I mean, right the, to the new feature. Yeah. <laughs> the development team's crazy. And with their integration now with ABC Financial, they've got better financial backing to do that. It's it's even more stuff. So okay. I, I that's probably one of the things I have to make bite my bite my tongue on and say, okay, I'm not going to be perfect and nail it exactly. I'm going to miss the future things. And I have to, I basically have to figure out how to have that review to get back in. Mm -hmm. But that that's kind of where we're at now is trying to figure out how to be better at what we do, um, how to work in a more quality manner with our clients, how to maintain our revenue, because we're still building and saving for retirement whenever that's going to be. Okay. Um, and then planning for the summer months to go hiking and kayaking and and those types of things okay so is that something you you the trainer rise thing is that something you trying to do like 2022 or is that a couple years down the road um i'm i'm pretty sure something to do with trainer rise still stays in the higher hierarchy because i love coaching people in business and getting them and that actually allows me a broader reach to more clients indirectly um, so right now what I'm looking at, to be totally honest, is I'm looking at dropping fitness coaching as okay. far as exercise and nutrition only, possibly either, well, either decreasing or dropping health coaching, um, which I hate because I love working in heart rate variability, but if I can find a way and other trainers who want to learn it, mm -hmm. then I can take my passion for HRV and its implementation because that is the future. I, yeah, I yeah. swear to you, in 10 to 12 years, it's going to be 
like nutrition became for fitness coaches. It's, you're going to have to be doing it. So if I can find people I can coach in that, I would love to help them understand it and implement it. And that would solve my need to work in heart rate variability. Gotcha. And then other than that, it's working specifically with the trainerized platform to help them and also help all the trainers be better at using that. Um, and then maintaining a balance with my business coaching because my business coaching takes Again, it's like the stress coaching. It, it takes a lot of time because it's all concierge mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it's all dynamically dependent on our conversations. Okay. One more, one more question and I'm going to let you go. How can, uh, what, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Oh yeah. Thanks for asking. Uh, best way to get in touch um, with Shannon and I is either by email and it, it hopefully is pretty easy. It's be your best at truenorthfitness.com um, or our website, True North Fitness or our website, Stress Made Simple. But honestly, that that email is the best way. And um, we've we've gotten so much stuff out there that, I mean, if you search my name, Rob Yance, you'll you'll come up with a bunch of different links. But if if you're a trainerized user, you need to have your butt inside my Trainerized Made Simple community Facebook group. Absolutely. And Absolutely. that's how that's how those guys get a hold of me. Um, and I, I take those anytime somebody asks a question, I, I don't. Um, and something I probably need to figure out how to change is is soliciting my services inside the group because I'm very anti solicitation. Mm-hmm. So I, I always take that out. Like if you were to ask something, blah, 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 I'd just say, hey, that's more of a meeting. I'll message yeah. you. And then I message you that link and that keeps me from dinging up the group and, and letting other people kind of see, oh, well. If he's soliciting, then we can solicit and all that kind of stuff. Cause that, yeah, that, that's something that gets you out of the group right away. Yeah, that's that would turn into a big, big thing. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everybody would plug, plug in their business oh, and in the in the group. Man, yeah. I gotta tell you, there for about five months after, probably two months after COVID hit, there for about five months, I was likely spending forty to forty-five hours a month just moderating and curating the group because I had had automatic approvals in place. Oh, okay. Okay. And man, marketing people, business coaches, and I mean, every expert who's been working it for a month was suddenly coming into the group and DMing people and marketing the services and posting things. And so that was, that was a course correction I had to make while I was doing all those, all that work for Trainerize is getting better control over the group because, you know, conditions changed. Mm-hmm. So instead of complaining about it, you know, look at what changed and implement a solution. And um, and now it's back to being a professional group. Absolutely. Well, Rob, I really appreciate you joining me, man. This was, uh, this was a lot of fun. We definitely got to got to do this again because we can we can sit and talk about this stuff all day. So <laughs> I, I had a good time. I, I appreciate one, the, the chance to speak with you and two, the chance to contribute to all your listeners. I I hope I've uh, provided some some information that they can take and, and utilize and is highly valuable. Absolutely. And I will include get those uh, get your website and email and include it in the description. But I wanted to, you know, a chance for you to speak in, you know, audio version to have that out there. But, yeah, we'll include all that stuff. You know, if people want to follow up with you and that sort of thing. Much appreciated. And it, it anything I can do to, to make that easy for you, let me know. Just send me a follow-up and I'll, I'll send you whatever you need. Absolutely, man. Well, you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, Charles. You as well. It's been a pleasure. Yes, sir. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye.
Yeah, that was Rob Younts. So if you enjoyed this podcast, like, share. We'll see you next time. Bye.